Hello and welcome into the Monkey Sports Podcast, episode number 23. Uh, don't forget, you can use the promo code PODCAST10 at checkout uh, to get 10% off all non-MAP items. And now on to the show. Hey, welcome in. Today we're going to be talking some NHL here just for a few quick minutes. We got Chris uh, Dudo. What's going on? Big hockey guys here today. Yeah, and uh, me Clayton's here, the hockey uh, editor. Me, me Clayton here. <laughs> yeah. This is a doodle bob. <laughs> so, just want to do a quick rundown, quick uh, update on NHL stuff going on, and maybe uh, some special gear talk here for a few minutes as well. Uh, so how's it going with you today? Uh, pretty busy day. Uh, been pretty pretty uh pretty busy the last week or so a lot of stuff happening in the hockey world um, yeah. not just gear wise like you kind of alluded to but um just just hockey wise in general um we were kind of talking about it a few weeks ago where we said that there wasn't a lot happening in the nhl that it was only i don't know like halfway through the season we're like all right not a lot of big stuff is going on whatever right but now i feel like over the last few weeks we've been seeing so much trade deadline talk uh COVID sadly finally hit Canada. Um, yeah. We're now seeing a lot of different coaching changes, staffing changes. I mean, things are things are crazy right now. Yeah, for sure, things are crazy right up going up to the to the trade deadline. But uh, yeah, we finally got our major COVID outbreak in in uh, Canada up there, and it's been a doozy. I think they said twenty five plus yeah people between staff and players right now. Yeah the the entire Vancouver Canucks organization has been. Um, Lightly decimated, uh, for lack of a better word, which is tough because, uh, l- like we've discussed before, and for those that don't know, again, we'll say it every week, but we're in Dallas. Uh, we're in Texas. So the state that kind of has the most crazy outlandish policies, I guess the state forgets that COVID exists sometimes, <laughs> you know. Um, but, I mean, like for it to finally hit Canada, like that's a huge deal. Like that is a very big deal, you know? Yeah, especially after watching most of the teams here in America deal with it all off and on throughout the season, you know, postponements and game cancellations and Canada just trucked along the whole time and now all of a sudden it's just Yeah, after after game thirty six, you yeah. know. Yeah. I mean it's only a fifty six game season, so you have what yeah, like game thirty six, I guess they were or maybe a little bit more because they weren't impacted yet, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're a little bit ahead, I believe. I'm not yeah. sure the exact number. Yeah, I'd look up the exact number, but I think the Stars were at 36, and they still had about three or four games in hand, so I'd put them around 40. So after, like, right. game 39, 40, I mean, you only have 18 games left in your season, 16 games left in your season, and boom, now all of a sudden dead stop, just like you said. Yeah. Um, it's it's so scary, too, because you would think that some, like, like I'm, I follow the Flyers closely, you know, so after seeing, okay, well, some of the guys go down with COVID or COVID protocol, as they're saying, they can pull guys up from their taxi squad because they have Le- Lehigh Valley, right. which is, you know, it's only 90 minutes away from Philadelphia. So getting someone over there is, they don't even need to fly them. They're literally just driving out there. They're just taking a nice long Uber out there, you know, <laughs> yeah. a, a Greyhound bus maybe, but um they're getting out there when necessary if they have to call guys up, get into the taxi squad, et cetera. Um, but unless we're mistaken, the Utica Comets is the AHL affiliate to the Vancouver Canucks, right? right? So we're not just talking different countries. We're talking opposite sides of the map. Yeah, you know? and plus with all the restrictions of traveling, like – to get there and yeah. they I mean there's on a, I think a two week quarantine mandatory. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how it's going to work how they're going to continue on it's, and it's scary finish like, the season. Yeah, yeah. like a, a whole team literally just they're they're done. Um right. it's not like they can call up everyone from the AHL squad, <clears throat> move them up 
you know, because they, those guys have to cross the border and quarantine there. Yeah. It's, it's so different, but I mean, like for me, got the first vaccine feeling pretty good so far. Um, I guess we're kind of looking at it like here in Texas, like COVID's in the rearview mirror in a way. Again, I hate to say that, but right. it's kind of like what what the feeling is around the state here. But yeah, like it hitting Canada and them just being like, what's the contingency plan? How do we get games being played? How do we try to keep everyone safe? How do we make sure it doesn't spread to other teams? You don't want to have yeah. the entire division go down right now. You know, yeah. can you imagine everyone in Canada? All right, sorry, we can't yeah. play for two weeks. Jeez. <laughs> That'd be nuts. No way. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it before the season started, how, you know, issues could arise like this. And luckily, like I said, there's been postponements. There's been, you know, here and there, some teams popped up, but not on this scale. I feel right. like maybe very early on, I think the stars had 17, mm-hmm. uh, players at one point right but and theirs was like right at the beginning of training camp right. right before everything started so they started their season late i think it was they missed the first three games which was yeah. over about a week week and a half so yeah yeah but for it to hit this hard in the middle of the season or almost to the end of the season at this point it's just man it's yeah, it's, 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 it's so gonna scary. be tough yeah yeah but um we were kind of discussing a little earlier too, where um, still different counties, different countries. It's you know they're they're dealing with it all differently. Um, and I saw that the Ontario Reign are no longer allowed to play in their home arena in the county that they're in, so they cannot have any fans in their games for the remainder of the season. And I believe they're moved to the Kings practice facility, wow. which is just. Even crazier, like I saw some photos of it, and it looks like a full <laughs> NHL production in like the local Star Center. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like small time stadium yeah. with the full production. Like I don't know. I feel like like at Frisco, or excuse me, not Frisco, at Farmers. Sometimes they have uh, like the actual NHL teams will come through and practice there. Right. Like I happened yeah. to be coaching one weekend when the Blackhawks were there. Um, I saw the Blackhawks post that they broke the glass <laughs> at one of the rinks too. So thanks, <laughs> delayed awesome. my high school game later. But um, I mean, I saw that and I saw their protocols of what they were doing and how they're trying to stay safe and how they're cutting off locker rooms and just keeping it for the teams, et cetera. I couldn't imagine doing that with a full NHL team in and out of there and then having an AHL t- team out of there. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I misunderstood or misread the article. Maybe I just read the headline. I don't know, but like, that's crazy that yeah. now you go from having one team to stay safe to two. Man, I couldn't even imagine that logistical nightmare. I'm sure the team planner is just going nuts right now. Yeah, logistics on how they're operating and how they're keeping everyone safe and trying to uphold these protocols, is, I, I can't imagine. That's 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 a horrible job it, to have, dude, I'm sure. It's scary. I mean, it's yeah. a scary time in the world right now. It's still crazy over a year into this, and now we're still dealing with more fallout and more issues and everything too. Like I said, I feel like Texas is uh, lucky in a way. I hate to I hate to use that word, yeah. but I mean, we, we we were able to start getting vaccines rolling out. Um, you know, a lot of people I know have you know recovered well from it. Um, that they've had the vaccines, they're fine. Um, it seems like restaurants and everything around here are almost entirely normal. Yeah. Like I drive by some places and it doesn't even look like a ghost town anymore. Yeah. It looks Packed. just like yeah, like the parking lot's full. So. It's crazy, man. I guess it's kind of getting back to normal, but it's so scary. I mean, I'm hoping by next season, by the start of the fall season, we'll be pretty much back to normal as far as hockey world and sports world goes and everywhere. I mean, obviously, but I think hopefully we're everyone's looking just to get through this shortened season. Let's let's get back to a normal like schedule, a normal way of operating games and everything. So 
Well, a quick segue on to basically what what else has been going I'm, on. I'm got smiling. How I'm some, smiling over here. Uh, what, uh, we got some new gear. How, yeah. uh, how's that working out? What are you, what are you using so, right now? Yeah, this is a uh, kind of something that I've, I kind of want to do soon. So let this be a little, uh, a little uh, dipping your toe into the water, to test the temperature kind of thing here. A little preview. But, yeah, just kind of see what we got going on. But uh, I have a customer set of Eflex fives behind me that were just delivered today. Um, I know everyone wants to see what they look like, etc. But that's kind of the allure. That's kind of the tease, I guess, if you will. Um, so I'm gonna explain some of the pieces that's on the Eflex five. Um, kind of hope to give you guys kind of something to sink your teeth into. Um, and then over the next few weeks, um, got a pretty good plan of how I'm able to kind of showcase a lot more of these specs and everything here too. Um, not going to get too deep into what we have here. Um, I know Clayton, I know, you know, goalie pretty well here as well. Um, you don't necessarily play the position, but you definitely know what right. you're looking at here yeah, for I've been the most part. With, working with the yeah. pads for a while. So, um, I'm just going to kind of going to grab a few pieces and kind of start big if you can describe the E-Flex 5s in one word, Clayton, what would you think besides the color? Because we know the color is pretty <laughs> wild here. They look nice. I, I like the overall look. I mean, I don't think they've changed. I don't know the ins and outs of what's right. changed because I haven't been working with them, but they don't look that different than right. what they have. The past, I know CCMs hasn't been the top of the line or top choice for people. So right. I'm curious to know what they've sure. actually added. Like as far as looks go, I like the aesthetic of the pad, obviously. So I, I do appreciate you saying that. And I do hear that from a lot of people regularly where they say, oh, well, CCM hasn't changed, whatever. But I've heard the argument where, and I know a lot of the players do this as well. Like uh, I'll, say, I'll say it first and use my example, but... You got to the NHL wearing something, right? Right. Why change? Yeah. Uh, like argument would have been Jonathan Quick wearing a V2 pad for so many years. I mean, guy won two cups with it. Why change? Yeah. Uh, Max Domi right now still using 195 blade pattern. I mean, literally the 195 came out 14 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was yeah. a child when that was out, you know, but he just still likes it. It works, right? So in looking at the E-Flex 5 pad, um, the main thing is uh, actually I'm going to put the pad down here real quick. But when you're looking at it, like just having the knee rolls right here, yes, very traditional, but the new molded knee rolls is something entirely different. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, a lot of goalies have kind of hated the molded knee rolls. And at first I wasn't a big fan of it until I kind of realized how to color and everything. But the molded knee rolls essentially just trying to just change the attention that have been around knee rolls for so long with the aesthetic there. Um, so you still do have them and still aids a little bit in, you know, the feel of the pad, but it's not a function thing anymore. Like it was 20, 30 years ago, right. but it's mostly for aesthetics at this point. So while there are, you know, a lot of people have been saying they're ugly, they don't like it. They don't like the zone. I mean, color it the right way. I think it'll look good. I think our stock and SMU offering is going to look pretty good. Yeah. Um, but custom, you know, sky's the limit with it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the look of the knee rolls on most pads, but I mean, yeah, I do like the way that they these do seem to be a lot nicer, just the molding on them and the right. way they look. Yeah, but, I mean, no, not a lot of people are noticing, but there's uh, so many different materials that are being used now. Yeah, um, like not just the speed skin with the UV printing, but you can literally see the special little dimpling and graphics they have across the knee rolls in the zone. So it's meant for special wear purposes too. Um, and just kind of help call out that zone a little bit more. Now, as far as between custom and stock, like how is that the the materials going to change? How is it? If, you know, I know custom, you can kind of pick what you want. What's the stock going to look like? Correct. So on my set, which, you know, I was kind of showing you the end right. of last week, I was so stoked that I ordered weave on the inside edge of my pads. Um, 
Sorry, CCM. I know that speed skin is what people love, and I think it works for the majority of people. I think I'm just in the outliers where I I like weave more, yeah. sadly. But that's the beauty of the the custom abilities, you know. Um, for sure. So this pet is full speed skin. Uh, every zone on it is speed skin, um, which when you're looking at it, it looks just like a normal material. But within that speed skin in those zones, they have a special kind of like dimpling material right. over it to kind of give it a different shading, a different look. Um, but the full pad is entirely speed skin. So for the for the ASMR, you know, we can really get into the. Uh... <laughs> there you go. Just really getting crazy with it here. Um, but yeah, the pads are full speed skin. Um, this right here is a thirty three plus two, um, which not a lot of people wear or would naturally look at because they think that um, that's a smaller size pad. Um, but you know, when when Clayton, when you're looking at the back of the pad, how many straps are you counting here? Three, four, Ex exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> we're we're not over five. Yeah. We're not over six. So you have your your standard toe tie. Yeah. You have your elastic toe tie. Uh, you have your middle calf strap, and then you have the inside uh, calf strap, which is elastic as well. Um, then you have your uh, single calf strap, or excuse me, single elastic knee strap coming out of the knee block. Excuse me, and then you have uh, a knee strap coming out of the knee block, which kind of goes down towards the calf. Um, so this is the only one that's not stock. Um, this is just the single one coming out of the knee block towards the calf. Uh, customer wanted to have this here just to kind of help support the pad a little bit more, the knee block a little bit more. Right. Um, heavily used amongst the pros, so still being used by a lot of guys today. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, this is a, pretty much a full stock setup here. But the reason why I just kind of want to touch on that size a little bit is because the more elastic straps you have on the pad, the more your like the pad travels on the body. Yeah. So you don't want to wear the same size you've been wearing the last 10 years because when you have the pad traveling so much in your body, you don't want your knee to fall off the knee block. So like for myself, I wear a 32 plus 2 at about 510. This customer here wanted to go a little bit bigger, a 33 plus 2. I know they're wearing some uh, some pro returns, so they're kind of used to that larger size a little bit, and that kind of matches their style of play. Yeah. But yeah, that's the, the full set here. So. so with all the strapping options, probably <clears throat> even go a little bit bigger than what you're used to. Correct, yeah. That's cool. How about the glove? Yeah, so get the blocker. yeah, just just grabbing yeah, the glove and blocker here. But again, uh, besides the color, which is very bright, uh, so uh, the glove here, um, full speed skin as well too with the UV printing across the zones. Um, this glove here happens to be a 580 Pro Palm. Uh, it is a Pro Palm without D3O. Um, you've heard of D3O and all the player stuff yeah, before, yeah, right? Yeah, they have it all. CCM uses it quite a bit in all their player. Correct. So this glove normally it would have. D3O in the palm of the glove right here. Uh, but for this customer, they wanted to go without the D3O because they felt that if they couldn't catch the puck clean in the pocket and it would hit the D3O, it actually bounced out a little bit too okay, much. Right. So this is something with the without D3O, something they brought back on the access line um, that not a lot of people knew about, but I was stoked about because I felt the same thing with the D3O. While it was super protective, if I wasn't catching it clean in the pocket, it was just a trampoline yeah. sending the pucks right back out. So this is a really cool, super clean custom option that I feel like a lot of people would really love or would make them love CCM gloves even more. Yeah, um, for sure. And then this glove also has a single T. Um, the customer just wanted that little bit of a cleaner look. They want to have that snap in the pocket that they've had before. Um, so it's just that one straight spine coming down. Uh, but super clean glove. Um, I already had my hand in it, and with my tendon issues, super easy to break in, nice. super comfortable. 
Um, I was very happy with it. I know CCM has gotten a lot of slack from customers over the last few years that their gloves aren't very broken in. Um, I am missing half of a tendon in my left <laughs> ring finger, yeah. which is why closing gloves sucks. Um, this was phenomenal for me. I was very happy with this right out of the box. Yeah, it looked like you were closing it with ease. Didn't seem to have any issues. I'll give you the, the closure <laughs> sound here real quick. We'll really get into it. Nice, yeah. And honestly, we're, we're not even lying here, right? Like I'm almost opening this glove entirely and then fully closing it, almost no issues, yeah. right? Like that's that's phenomenal, yeah, right? That, that's nice. So yeah, I'm happy with that. The blocker looks like it's got a uh, nice one-piece design. Yeah, so the blocker is solid here. Um, this one is almost stock, I believe, just remembering off the top of my head. So uh, solid sidewall design, and it has the, the straight finger protection here, which is stock for E-Flex. Um, you do get the D3O across the index yeah. finger. Um, I've had this index finger jammed hundreds of times holding the edge of the paddle. Um, so the D3O helps protect that there. Um, and that's just a uh, sure grip palm. I think the stock was Nash on the E-Flex line, okay. similar to like the pro stock player gloves and right. the pro line of player gloves. Um, but the customer wanted the sure grip here that's kind of used to that. Um, and then so the cuff is, I think this is called their open cuff or open or two piece. I'm just, I'm so used to seeing the custom options everywhere. I just forget the exact version, <laughs> but this is stock of what's yeah, on the E-Flex. Yeah. So it's a little bit more open here at the wrist. Um, and then uh, you can hear the Velcro of how you can adjust it and really widen this depending nice. on if you want it tighter or looser, yeah, depending like on how much mobility you want here too. I like that option a lot. It just right. gives you a little bit, if you want the closer to your wrist fill, if, yep. if you want it more From open. the board a little yeah, tighter. Yeah. Right. Um, and I know it's kind of tough to compare here um, and I will get more in depth with this and other reviews and stuff, but this blocker board and Clayton, you've seen gold gear for a while now, but blocker boards are usually almost like two inches thick. Like yeah. it's, it's really pronounced on the hand. CCM has reduced this board a lot. Like it looks really thin, right? It does look thin. Like yeah. compared to especially what, what I've seen out of all the rest of the new pads, it looks pretty thin. Correct. So CCM thinned out the board. So for people that are saying years and years and years, they've had the same blocker board. Yes, CCM blockers and Reebok blockers are phenomenal. They have a fantastic design, but this is the first one in a while that I've seen that I'm like, wow, this is definitely different. Yeah. Um, and after using this, um, I got to use my set on Friday night. Um, I'm a huge proponent of blockers being more than just a blocker is a blocker. I've heard that a thousand times. Um, I hate that, <laughs> just being yeah. honest, because like a blocker <laughs> controls way more than that. Um, but this is a super light blocker. feels very well balanced on the hand. Pucks are coming off nice and hot. And I feel like the UV printing is just a cool little added line of depth. You know? Agreed. Yeah. The, I mean, the printing on it, the, the UV looks really nice. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm really happy with how this came out. So that's a quick little rundown of what the CCM gear is going to look like. Um, the plan is for me is just to do more of an, of an in-depth review of my set. Um, and then kind of go over some of the different custom options. You know how we kind of talked about uh, like the different uh, specs of the, the materials. Right. Um, I actually did forget to mention that these have a stock face on them with a control rebound. Mine have max rebound, which is okay. essentially an axis face. But I want to get into that for rebound patterns, etc. So I kind of want to do a really deep dive into what's stock, what's custom, why so many of my friends ask me all the time, why do you get so many different stock or, you know, options other than stock? Um, 
one, I mean, I just really like getting the the different custom specs to kind of explore the catalog. But right. two, I've never just been able to pick up something off the shelf and be like, oh yeah, this is perfect for me. Yeah. I mean, uh, my bag had a rip in it the other day, so I sewed it instead of buying a new bag. Yeah. I mean, like just whatever. I, I, I can never pick up something off the shelf and be like, this is how I want to use it, you know? Yeah, if you ever tell me you have an unmodded or uncustomized piece of gear, I'll be shocked. You know I'm lying. You <laughs> yeah. know I'm lying. Um, so yeah, this is a cool little rundown here, but this is a really nice set for this customer here. I'm sure they're going to be yeah. pretty pumped with it. But yeah, I would love to be able to talk more about mine in the near future and something I want to do for the rest of goalie. And I think you, you do well with, with player, you yeah, know, gonna, cause so many people want to know what's out there. Right. Yeah. We're probably going to go over some of the new player protective, uh, once it, it gets ready to come out here too. So yeah, it's definitely going to be, uh, something to look forward to seeing some video and seeing some breakdown of uh, all the new padding. So uh, excited to see it. Yeah, I'm I'm really pumped too. I'm excited to help out too. Um, I love seeing what's new and all all the gear and kind of going over what's the best bang for the buck. Right. Um, I mean, we, we get a lot of information from the vendors and hear a lot of cool inside stories. And I love to be able to try to you know, start telling some more of those back to the customers of telling them why this gear you know we think works out so well or yeah. like the cool little story as to why that spec might have changed you know right, right. so i feel like that's something our listeners would definitely enjoy and who knows maybe even see it on video <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah. I, I definitely have a face for radio it's <laughs> and a voice for photo so we'll see what happens here all right well thanks for joining us and uh breaking down some of the new goalie gear and talking to quick nhl and uh we'll uh check you guys out next next week have a good one take care <laughs>